Here comes second and ten for San Francisco right to left just starting the game Purdy looks right looks left oh Diggy Zua had him and then to finish the sack here comes Demarcus Lawrence boy oh Diggy Zua was through there in a hurry KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan Cowboys lose to the 49ers and right now it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors and a special guest it is DallasCowboys.com Isaiah Stanback Isaiah how you doing today man man I'm hanging in there man how about you guys I'll feel better if you just start dropping fire on everybody and then we can just jump in along with you and just start bashing folks. Man, I feel like that's what it's going to be here for a little while. You know, every, every seemingly every offseason, that's what it has to always be for the Cowboys Nation, unfortunately. But we hopefully they can change some things around, but they got some work to do. We'll get into some of the future thoughts here. Uh, but for this game specifically, Isaiah, what was the biggest failure on the Cowboys' part? I feel like the defense served did very well in this game, but the offense left a lot to be desired. You're absolutely correct. I mean, my, my, the word that came to mind for me following the game was just disappointment. You talk about a team who uh, defensively has been pretty consistent along the year. Um, last year, you think about the relationship between the offense and the defense. It was pretty complimentary. The offense was at the top of the league. The defense was at the top of the league in terms of takeaways. That was a great relationship. All right, a great marriage. Now you flip the script, and now you're into a season where you had some turmoil, some things that you had to overcome. The coaching staff did amazing by weathering that storm uh, with Cooper Rush and going 4-1 and and that whole deal. But now you're in a situation with your quarterback where he's having a turnover issue. And because of the turnover issues, you're now putting your defense at a disadvantage. Um, it's not one person's fault, but it is heavily weighted on the quarterback, which is why the QB is so valued in this league. Uh, but to, to put yourself in a situation where you're turning the ball over frequently against teams that you can't afford to give more opportunities to, you can't expect yourself to win ball games like that. Nevertheless, ever ever try to bring home a big boy trophy. So I was disappointed in the, the inability for this offense to move the ball on a consistent basis. I was very pleased to see the, the surges, not even the resurgence, but the the, the the growth and development of C.D. Lamb, you really saw his competitive competitive nature come along. Um, but we had an ineffective running game. Uh, our, our passing game was, was lackluster. Uh, Dak was not on his game again, and that's been consistent all year long. That's the one inconsistency that has been consistent all year has been the turnovers. Um, and you just you can't afford yourself. You can't you can't expect to win ball games like that, man. And it's just it's really unfortunate that we're sitting here having this conversation again year after year. Uh, but it's always something different. Isaiah, you're you're playing GM for this moment, and you've been watching this thing as closely as you have. What is what is the thing that you can do without the offensive coordinator, or is it the eyes and abilities of the quarterback at this point? Oh man, what can you do without? Well, that's that's, that's a loaded question, man. I don't yeah, think it is. necessarily. I don't think they can necessarily do without much. I mean, you. You know, one of my comments following in the postgame show yesterday on the Cowboys platform was, how many years can you expect to have a roster this stacked yeah. with a coaching staff this amazing and keep coming up short? I mean, you you have one of the most highly coveted coaches um, in Dan Quinn who's going to you're, – you're putting him in a position again where he's going to have to try to say no mm-hmm. for the second year in a row to a ton of opportunities that are out there. Um, I think there's more opportunities this year than there was even last year. And – you're most likely going to lose him 
And even if you don't lose him, even if you do retain him somehow, some way, you have so many salary cap issues, so many free agents that you have to try to re-sign. And we know Dallas likes to try to do things a discount double-check way and try to find, you know, veterans that are out there that have that look for opportunities and, you know, try to work your way through the draft. But it's always a building process. And I know Dallas Cowboys fans are tired of this building process, and they want, they want the W's, man. You want the W's. You can't keep talking about the things of the past when you have when you're in a position to win the right now. And I'm not sure of what they're going to do with with Tony Pollard. You know, obviously they have a position where they can definitely tag him if he doesn't want to sign a contract. They don't come to a, a deal. Um, Zeke's going to take a pay cut. We all know that's going to happen. But you have to start looking forward to the future and start talking about C.D. Lamb. This time you have to start thinking about re-upping C.D. Lamb and Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs and some of your your nucleus pieces that you have. All the while, Dak's going to add thirty more million dollar hit towards your cap space going into next year. You're talking about a forty nine million dollar hit. I I, so I don't know how you could talk about retaining guys. When you have that kind of problem over your head. Now, when you talk about the discount double check, you're like right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> is is any of the need for the discount double check? Because this is what I believe, that the Cowboys are poor negotiators to begin with. Like, I, I feel like you gave a at market rate or perhaps over market rate value contract to Michael Gallup, who was hurt. If they didn't franchise Tony Pollard, I feel like they would do the exact same thing with Tony Pollard. Dak Prescott got hurt, and they gave him $8 million more than what he was asking for the year before. I feel like we are not good as an organization at negotiating with our own players, but we love it so much, and that's why we have to double discount double-check so much. I, I don't disagree with you. I do believe, and it's a, it's a positive thing, but it's a negative thing at the, at the same time. You know, the Jones family, they're all about being loyal to their soil. They love their guys. If they've invested in you and you've been uh, a great representative of their brand, they will give you every opportunity to come back and play for them. I, I, I respect them for that, and I love them for that, but at the same time, that can be their Achilles heel. Uh, Michael Gallup is not what he was last year. Let's just call a spade a spade. I mean, you saw it on you saw it on his inability to come out of the route uh, yesterday. That hurt them. You know, you saw also saw Dak compound that problem by throwing the ball that direction. So I think that the, some of this stuff is kind of on on hope. And we all know that hope is not a strategy. Um, they're going to have to find a way to be more aggressive, I believe, this offseason um, to get some more guys. But I honestly don't think that the guys are the problem. That's the thing. Everybody's going to look to the players. They, these guys, they had, over the last two years, they've had a stacked roster. The roster has not been the issue. The coaching staff has not been the issue. It's been the execution. And this year, it's been the turnovers. With – with Ezekiel, because Tony Pollard goes down, that changed the game. Uh, like that completely, you you could pick up yards with Tony Pollard that you weren't going to quite get with uh with Zeke. What is Zeke's role with this? He was not good yesterday, Isaiah. Yeah, I agree with you, and I, and I think Zeke coming off of the offseason, I think he was explosive. I think he was agile. I think he was lighter. Um, and then as the year progressed, he started losing some of that explosiveness. He started losing some of that burst. Um, and then you you saw what he was yesterday. Um, I think that Zeke is still a very viable asset in this league, but it's more so from the standpoint of his understanding of the game. It comes from the standpoint of him knowing the protections and being able to protect Dak. Uh, it comes from being a short yardage back. And that's really the role that he's in now because he does not have those same attributes as he once had. Um, and he understands that. You can see it in his eye that he understands that. I don't think that's going to be an argumentative point for him going forward. Um, it's just you're seeing somebody age. 
And yeah. People don't like to see their superstars age, but this is the reality of the league. You know, bigger, younger, faster, stronger. Um, and unfortunately, he's just going the opposite direction in that regard. And, you know, when it comes to aging, a guy that will be a year older next year, but he still had a pretty good season. Dalton Schultz. Kevin said that he had, what was he, he suffered? Malaise. Yeah, it's a combination of lazy and all these other things in that last couple of plays that he just, I don't know, he was disconnected in that moment. Yeah, I'm, uh, I mean, no disrespect to Dalton Schultz. I think he's done a heck of a job with his time here with Dallas. I've I've never been a, a huge advocate of of why they franchise tagged him. I was never really on board with that. I don't think that he brings enough um, individually um, to merit that amount. Um, but they did. They saw the value in him, and he you know he got his money and good for him. But I think going forward, you know, if you're going to invest that kind of money on a tight end they have to be an impact tight end they have to be a kiddo they have to be a kelsey they have to be some of these guys you know in joku some of these guys that can that can catch the ball get some yak and can sit in there and block and i'm not sure that schultz provides enough of a value for you to say hey i'm gonna pay you millions of dollars to do something that i feel that ferguson can still do as well um so schultz in terms of what everybody was expecting of him he wasn't going to be effective yesterday because you never had a running game. And if you don't have a running game as a Dallas Cowboys, you don't have a passing game because your passing game comes off of play action. And where does the majority of Dawson Schultz passes come from? Just like you saw him yesterday, red zone touchdown. That's where he gets them off of the play action. So that's the type of guy he is. He's a system tight end. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but that is what he is. I don't think you're going to ever expect Dawson Schultz to sit up there and block any of the best defensive ends in this league, nor are you ever going to expect him to line up and be any safeties one-on-one. So from that perspective, I think he's a system guy. Would you be more interested in, like I know that person might not like immediately be there, but I'm just saying in theory, would you be more interested in trying to make a run at a big money tight end who might not fit that system mold? Or do you like the Cowboys' ability to move on from Schultz and go with Ferguson and Hendershot on the cheap and see if they can be system tight ends for way cheaper? I think you have a, couple, a handful of, of young tight ends on your roster, and as you just mentioned, Ferguson and Hendershot. I think those guys are going to be a great tandem going forward um, in terms of fulfilling the roles that Dalton Schultz might vacate should he not come back. Uh, I think that they're going to have to start turning their attention towards some positions such as cornerback. You're, you know, your cornerback is going to be a highly touted position for Dallas Cowboys this offseason. I think they're going to have to continue to add to their offensive line depth. That's you're definitely going to be an issue going forward because you have an aging Martin, you have a Tyron Smith, where you don't know what the heck he's going to be doing because right. you have a Terrence Steele who's unrestricted, who's a restricted free agent. But you're hoping to bring him back, but then you have the, you've invested into Tyler Smith at the left tackle. So where does that leave Tyron? So you have to figure that out and start figuring. Okay, who are going to be behind these guys? Um, I think that's going to be they have to get back to being in the trenches. And that's when that's when I feel Dallas was most dominant was when all their investment was into their offensive and defensive line. Now, uh, this question uh, is a quick answer, very simple, but it leads to my second one. Are tell th- him how to answer. Well, he can answer however he wants. <laughs> uh, you, are the guys going to watch this game together uh, in the next couple of days? I don't. I don't know that locker room enough to make that judgment. Okay. Um, from my from my experience, no. Okay. Uh, you you typically go back and watch it yourself, um, but again, I don't know how together that locker room is. I don't know who is in that locker room that calls the guys together and say, hey, we need to watch this together because the reality is some of these guys no longer have jobs and they're no longer tied to the Dallas Cowboys. Well, and that I guess to that point then, how is, is Diggs lucky that nobody else is going to be able to watch that game around him Ooh. then from that respect? Because how many people would be looking at him going, really, dude? 
I think people are asking Diggs to be somebody he's not. And, you know, last year when Diggs was getting all these interceptions, I was very slow to jump on the Diggs bandwagon in terms of him being a dominant cornerback. I think he's a really good cornerback. I think he's a really good cover cornerback. I think he did grow this year. But for you to sit up, for people to sit up there and have the expectations of a, of a Jalen Ramsey on him, that's not him. Mm. That's, that's, not, that's not who he is. He's not Jalen Ramsey. He's not like uh, he's better than Ward like, like we, that we just faced yesterday in coverage. But you saw Ward coming up and laying the hat on a couple guys. You don't have that in him. Now, you can go get somebody else that can be that type of enforcer on the edge, and it does make huge contributions to your defense when you have that run support from the cornerback position, but that's not who he is. And I, and I mentioned it yesterday to, to even to Nate Newton. I was like, Deion Sanders, wasn't a, he wasn't coming up to hit nobody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he wasn't coming to hit nobody. He didn't want no part of it. But guess what? You weren't going to run no routes on him either. So as long as Trayvon is the guy that can shut down your number one receiver, which I think he is getting there. I think he's there some days, some days he's not. But for the most part, he's a really good cornerback. But if he doesn't want to hit nobody, they just have to have to change the defense up to ensure that he's not in that position too often. I swear this is not a political question. What are did, you doing right now? <laughs> did you see Governor Greg Abbott's tweet yesterday oh about God. Brett Maher? Yeah, I saw the governor and the mayor. They both just need to keep their keep their thumbs in their pockets. <laughs> Greg Greg Abbott's tweet right now has twenty point six million views. Kidding? To which I, yeah. somebody wow. I was watching the game with me looked at me and goes, "Isn't he in a wheelchair?" I was like, "Yes." Oh, I think that was God. kind of the uh, so bad. <laughs> it really was. That one stung so just bad. a little bit. Yeah, they, I mean, just come on, man. I, yeah, what, I mean, but listen, everybody's entitled to an opinion. Uh, so when you see stuff like that, I mean, I literally just brush it off. You can't put any weight on that. Just disregard it. Well, <laughs> we appreciate you, as always. Every time you're on with us, you're fantastic. And we appreciate you uh, doing an interview even after the Cowboys lose. Not everybody does that. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Always can hit, hit, hit me up. There you go. Thanks, Isaiah. I appreciate it, man. He is fantastic. No problem, man. You guys are good. He is good. Because the Jones family are firing people right now. I may uh, we don't be. know. That's speculation. Could I don't be. want to do that. There, I will say I like the whole coaching exit interview isn't back. The whole coaching I just saw Russ t- Ross Tucker. I think he means as though like man for man, not <laughs> okay, everybody's yeah, back. Like, not, no, I thought you were saying no. No, 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 Jerry, no, 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 no. Jerry's like, I'm coaching next year. That's what I thought you were saying there. But <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. You don't gotta sell nothing. If Jerry Jones is like, you know what? Now I'm the head coach. Can you imagine? Done. Oh my gosh. Who's that guy number 14 on Tampa Bay catching the ball? I thought he was our defensive back. You're never going to let that Chris Godwin thing go. And, and where's I, that Wilson I, wide receiver on our team? I thought we had him three weeks Miami ago. Now. I'm very sorry, Jim. How about that Ram in his game? <laughs> We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's have a little fun. It might not have worked, but where or what did you make sit Put on or do to try to help the Cowboys win yesterday. Or did you even try? I did try. I kept the baby up past his bedtime. Why eight, would you seven, do seven, that? Eight, eight, that so we can win. I just said that. He'll never learn really how to lost. read. Eight, seven, seven, eight, eight, one, one, oh, five, three. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Can't see Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Mike's giving you insight into our programming tomorrow. Sounds like he's firing one of the Nuggets writers. Is. Wait, we have writers? Oh, the Nuggets will probably make trades. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't know? 
our fart knocking basketball team won't though. We've got so much depth. You'll you can, have your chance for that, Mike. You can bury that center. We got position. lots of months to fill. Is yeah. all right. So it didn't work. The Cowboys lost. But what? What, what did you breaking news? They might tell you that the ticket tomorrow is what did you make? What did you wear? What did you do to try to get the Cowboys to win? So here's what I did. And this, I guess, is what y'all told me off air is why my baby can't read yet is I kept Noah up past his bedtime because it went like this. Like, did he fall asleep and you woke him back up? That's not good. I no, have a, no, I have no, a no, wife no, that would no, say it's no. not the best idea. We did not go that far. San Francisco took a three to nothing lead, and my wife's awesome. She does an amazing job with him, but I took Noah, and then the Cowboys went on a touchdown drive. And I was like, well, hold on. Now I have to keep the baby. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, he needs to go to bed pretty soon, maybe now. And I was like, well, let's just. Let's hold Let's on. Let's watch this extra point. Yeah, yeah. And then the extra point <laughs> didn't work, but we we still had the lead. All right? So as long as we had the lead or weren't losing, we were losing when I wasn't holding baby Noah. But when I was holding baby Noah, we weren't losing. And so even when it was still 6-6, six to six, I was like, let's keep this going. And then the crippling DAC interception, and then San Francisco scored the field goal. So now baby Noah's good luck had rubbed off. And so I handed him back to my wife, and he could go to bed. Wow. But that is what I did. I kept Noah past his bedtime in hopes that we would win. Well, Kevin, that didn't work. It didn't work. So I didn't do anything because for 27 years I've tried different things. Nothing works for this organization. You can wear whatever you want to wear. You can watch the game in just your jockey strap if you want to. Have you ever done that? It ain't going to happen. Have you ever done that? No. It's not that comfortable. If Let me ask you this question, though. <laughs> Even there's nothing in if, your crack, if it's the on world the side. guarantee, if there was a way that we could guarantee the Cowboys would win, get to the Super Bowl, if you watched every single game in your jockey strap, what do you say? Would you like do that? it? Yeah, I would. But we already know it's not going to happen. So that's why I've given up on all these things. I've taken Roy Williams' jersey and I threw it in the trash, and my wife thought it was a mistake and pulled it out of the trash can. I said, No, that is in the trash. He's a trash player. His jersey's going in the trash. But you've never tried watching an entire game in your jockey strap. Stop saying that. No, I'll go upstairs. I think it's, I say upstairs. I'll go in the attic. I think my old jockey strap's still in like one of my bags. Can I just ask a quick question? Why did you keep that? Are you thinking a pickup game might break out? You're like, All right, got to strap it up one more time. A cup has to go in something. <laughs> Reggie, you gotta. No, I was like, well, just keep them going. They were just. You still have your other. cup too, then? I think so. Okay. I'll look for it. I'll bring it in studio tomorrow if oh you if God. I can find it. I'll bring it in. And when we say your cup, you had multiple <laughs> cups, right? You didn't just wear the same one the whole career, did you? Well, Shut the, up! You did. Not the whole career, but most of the career. How many jockey straps did you have? They get, you know, they get tired after a while, <laughs> just like underwear. <laughs> like, you know, they wear out. <laughs> Can you just imagine a jockey strap? So they're going, I'm exhausted today. No, I, oh, right. Just like, just like what Mike talked Why about I with the like rim. Rock? Yes, that's what Mike talked about with the rim with Reggie Bullock. He's like, I can't take it anymore. See, what I picture now is Mike's wife being like, come on, Mike. That, you need to change that jock strap. That's old. Right. Need, yeah, she never saw right, my Kevin. jock strap. Okay. That's, she wasn't in the locker room with me. That's good. I don't.
don't know if you kept it. I thought you might wear it home and be like, I got my lucky jock strap on. No, I don't know. It goes know. on your loop and they put it in the washer and you get it the next day. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how I want this mm-hmm. show to be. From the 817 Cowboys. I watched the divisional round win over Tampa after my shift at Chick-fil-A. I wore that same uniform yesterday in my living room hoping it would help. It, in fact, did not. I Have you tried? I did. So what I did tell my wife was... This will be a bubble of positivity, all right, because on Monday against Tampa, like, there was chaos leading up to the moment where I almost actually even missed most of the first part of the game where I was like, oh, my gosh. But on Sunday, all day to prepare, and I I said, I'm sitting down. She had made uh, chicken in the, in the, the crock pot, so it had been cooking all day. It was ready right at game time. Bubble of positivity. Families, like kids start walking in and arguing with her about stuff, like whether uh, or not they should take a shower. And I'm like, this is the a bubble. Always yes. Yeah, then you need to take a shower, clean your butt. But it was bubble of positivity and kids are arguing about stuff. And I'm like, what? No. Tell them to get the hell out I said, of there. get out of this room with this negative stuff. And then I looked at Adrian at one point. I was like, look, you're part of the problem right now. Oh, my God. I need people to understand. I love my wife. All right. Like how much? Tons, a lot last year. A lot, a lot last year, too. Uh, I love her. Like, I love her to the moon and back, all right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I could get all the stars in the world oh my God, and give them to doing. her, I would, all right? She mm-hmm. would die. They would burn her to death. But sometimes she needs <laughs> to read the room, like. all right, and understand what bubble of positivity means, mm-hmm. all right? So I did change shirts. I wore a shirt last week, and I changed shirts at halftime. Now, the score was, what, six to nine Nice at halftime? I responded to that text. What? It's nine to six. Right. right. Say the big number first. I don't know. On the the scoreboard, the graphic had six on the left Uh and nine on the right. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. at one point, uh, Brock Purdy, whoops. At one point, Brock Purdy was six of nine for 69 yards. Nice. That was funny. So I, I guess I was. They were down oh, when I changed and, shirts. And, and in the Mavs late, uh, Clippers game earlier in the day, they were also tied sixty nine to sixty nine. Yeah, that's true. Nice. We lost both. <laughs> then they went on like a forty to zero run. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I maybe I shouldn't have changed shirts at halftime because we still were in it so close. But I guess it was just a really close game. So yeah, I did what I tried. From the 214, first time hosting a playoff party, I went out and bought an 85-inch TV and put my Romo jersey on. Good thing I <laughs> good thing I got the receipt for the TV and kept it. Can you still do that? You just be like, oh, yeah, it didn't work. Or aren't they just like you have to exchange it? I'm I, honestly not I took sure. a light bulb back the other day. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. I was like, I bought this light bulb three days ago. It went out today, so I don't want to bring this back. All so, right. Yeah. To the fan texters, if you have a DAC jersey, are you considering it? consider throwing it in the trash after oh, yesterday's game. no. I, I mean, that's expensive. Yeah, it's like, I you don't know. get any of the value Maybe back. Maybe it's just like the, you know, oh, yeah, garage sale or go to Buffalo Exchange or whatever. I don't know if I've been to Buffalo yeah. Exchange. They're like, you know, they buy older clothes or stuff. Oh, and really? They sell them. Maybe you do and the that. the Dak Prescott jerseys are vintage now? Yeah. Good <laughs> old news. From the 817 817- my mother-in-law came over and forgot her Parsons jersey. I'm completely justified in blaming her for the loss. Because, yeah, that's how it goes. Yep. You can talk about the offensive line play all you want, the quarterback, but everybody knows 
that it was what one specific fan did that tipped the Nothing's balance. ever worked since 1995. You'd have to do the same thing you did when Barry Switzer was the head you coach. You haven't tried everything. What, did, what were we doing in 1995? Well, I was at my grandparents. They're both dead, and they don't own that house anymore, so it's going to be pretty impossible. Maybe I'll knock on their house in Duncanville and see who lives there and go, hey, you got a TV set up right here because I'm going <laughs> to watch the game. How bad do you want to get to the Super Bowl? Yeah. That, please roll audio if and when you do that. Yeah, I do remember, Kevin, when 19, what, what year? 95. I was sitting on the couch. I had my feet. I was on the big couch. Dad sat on the uh, the small couch by himself, took up that area, and then Mom sat at the foot of my couch. And then at halftime, if things were going bad, we need a pickle. And then everything would change. So I didn't need any pickles. And I don't have that couch and my parents are divorced. So Could we get your parents to hang out together for the sake of I'm Super Bowl? No. Okay. Yeah. I really wasn't sure. For the 972, I put as much effort in yesterday as Dalton Schultz. Well, hold on. Wow. Is that whole game That's Dalton little, Schultz or little. last drive and last drive adjacent Dalton, Dalton Schultz. Oh, and you think whole game Dalton Schultz was really good? No, I, but I thought he was acceptable. Okay. I'm just saying, like, end of the game Dalton thought, Schultz, was yeah, he was had horrible. senioritis. I thought Isaiah Stanback just did a great job of, of kind of summarizing Dalton Schultz. He's a situational, like, he works well for this team, but don't don't pay for a guy who's not special. Yeah, he benefits. He benefits a lot from the offense, the way that it's laid out, and a lot that the the Dak trusts him. Like that's a great thing to have that kind of connection. But Dak proved to you that he can trust two other tight ends as well. And Actually, what the, three. Real quick. Yeah. What the hell? Okay. As somewhat a Cowboys fan, you have. You're but, a Cowboys fan. I know you are. I know because I'm. I just said what the hell on this play because this is how stupid and moronic the coaching staff and Dak Prescott is. It's third and one with, I can't remember, 30 seconds to go. They're 15 yards off. Getting six yards and going out of bounds or getting two yards and going out of bounds means absolutely nothing for those four yards. Just run the outside wide receiver, snap the ball. The dude is 15 yards away. Throw it to him. He takes two steps forward, two steps out of bounds, and you have your first and 10 with now 30 seconds to go. Instead, dumbass, Wants to run a six or seven yard route. Dumbass number two throws that ball. Dumbass number three, who was dumbass number one, then doesn't really fight to go out of bounds. He's like, yeah, just softly push me out of bounds. Maybe he's too stupid to know the rules. So three dumbass situations, two of them by the same dumbass. But Dak was a dumbass for throwing that too and probably... Dumbass Kellen Moore called a dumbass play. So the dude who's 15 yards off only has to close by seven yards. Dumbasses. <laughs> I think we might have used the dumbass quota for like the rest of the week. Yeah, in case you were, you like, I haven't watched that that 90s Lucha's show yet. He just hit the right dumbass now, quotient right there. Lucha's giving you the, hold on. Yeah. What's this guy doing right now? Look. Whew. All right. Fr- I mean, it was really stupid. I mean, you couldn't be any more stupider then everybody in that situation, <laughs> Kellen Moore, Dak Prescott, and Dalton Schultz, can you be dumber? The uh-huh. answer is no. This is what the, the people have been waiting for. Uh-huh. I, it really is. I'm going to go to the fan text for people inadvertently responding to one another. From the 469, already burned a Dak jersey. Thank you. And then from the 214... Uh, wait, no, it's no. From the 817, I've never been able to afford a jersey, so if you're burning or throwing a jersey away, you're a punk. Mm. And so, responding to one that. another, and 
This is something you brought up a long time ago. I think about this all the time since you brought it up after the Lumineers concert. From the 214, if sports makes you that mad, you should probably do them less, kind of like an alcoholic. I think about that all the time. Is whiskey a season finale of something or a subpar episode or Yellowstone putting on their 75th country music concert of the season doesn't make me as mad as sports does ever. And like you brought it up at the Lumineers concert. You don't walk out and you go, stupid Lumineers. They didn't they, play it. Yeah. You're just like, I wish they would have played this song, but it was okay. Yeah. More often than not, you watch sports and like you will feel one way or another about your day because of the outcome of the, the game. John concert at the ballpark, it was okay, but I didn't leave upset. It's just like, okay, he's an old man. He's still trying to yeah. play. He didn't get up and go, you can but 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 bed, I got your money and walk off. Like that didn't yeah. happen. He tried. Yep. I think about that. I think about that all the time, Mike. About yes, there are times when I'm like, why do I even watch the freaking sports anyway? Love it. Good catch. Nice play there. Yes, I I did. uh, I did uh, catch that from the two five four. Oh no, from the four six nine. We got to go back to watching on a smaller tube TV. Do you have a tube TV accessible? To take in the yes, wait, not- a big booty TV. Yes, yes. Yeah. What? I found one at the in-laws the other day, uh, in kind of one of those storage areas up in the attic or whatever. And I was like, "This, it's the exact same TV I had that I watched that game on as a kid. So maybe I'm going to steal it next year. Watch the whole season. Okay, on it. next year. Now hold on. Next year plays out. Connected. Plays out just like this. They make it to the divisional round. Okay. I need you to commit to watching well, the game I'm on changing, that TV. Now I'm changing. The whole season, they just made it there without that TV. So I have to watch the whole season that but that's, way. They can't make it without you, Corey. What if you just put that TV in the living room in the corner so it's there? The tough thing is, yeah, is whatever corners. you do in September and October, it's going to work. Wait, it just on. won't work in December or January for the Cowboys. Did Corey just say I don't have that many corners? In that room, I only actually have two corners. That's impossible. In that living room. No, well, it's not. Because it's, it's an open. Uh, there's, it's door, open. there's door frames at the other two corners. Yeah. So. Man, don't drag me into another stupid rectangle <laughs> square discussion because I'm not here for that. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. You are a genius, Corey. Coming up next, let's chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan right now. Brought to you by DNM Leasing. It is time. For our chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation, gentlemen, how is you today? Doing all right, Heggie. Hanging in there here as well. Mike's dumbass rant definitely <laughs> cheered some good. people up. But there are other people who said they had kids in the car and they did not appreciate it as much, which I understand. Is I was we asked, Kids should be in school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Somebody. I don't know how old that kid is, though. <laughs> Could be four. That's true. That's absolutely true. Could be 19. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I have less sympathy for the 19-year-old, but your point is well made. Is If you had to boil it down to, I know there was a lot of things left on the field in a lot of different plays. If you have to boil it down to one play, you thought, this is the single most important play that pivoted the game. What was it for y'all? Me, it was the Diggs dropped interception. It was Pollard's injury for me. The Kittle catch. Another digs because there's some question whether that maybe that Kittle was uh, was a, a legal no, man downfield, yep. 
And that's and if you go back and watch the tape, they run an unbalanced line, which means they moved uh, McGlinchey over to the left side. So they had both tackles to the left. And Brandon Ayuk, now depending on what the line judge saw, it I think Kittle was connected to the guard by his alignment, and Ayuk was covering him. And I talked to some people at the Cowboys, and they, well, of course, you know, they felt the same way. But that was a huge play in the game. Yeah. That really, really was. Now, you're, you're absolutely right about the drops and stuff like that were, were, were just were, were terrible. But that, that play right there, maybe they missed an illegal man downfield call on that one because if you look at the alignment of where he was. It, that's 30 yards right there. Yeah, it was a big, big play. The, the, the deck interceptions were huge, but I, I do think the Diggs dropped pick, and I think it was – Anthony Barr, who got the deflection there. Uh, but that was huge because it, it ended up being a seven-point swing. Yeah, You know, you end up taking away the touchdown that resulted in McCaffrey, and then you also ended up getting him off the field with the sack on third down, and Donovan Wilson gets called for holding. Again, that was the Kittle drive, ultimately. Yeah. But you could tell the defense was really the, – the, the Niners line mm-hmm. started to take over and dominate. And you had an opportunity, much like you got the week before against Tampa Bay with Curse getting a red zone interception. You're off the field. You saved points. And all of a sudden, that is a momentum-shifting type of play. And who knows what Dak and the offense do, but either way, you preserve points and your offense is, off, is on the field, your defense is off the field. To me, that would have been a game-changing type of play. Yeah, they were they were gas for sure. Brought us real quick to go back to the Kittle play. Mm-hmm. Would you consider moving Neville Galmore to safety now after you see him chasing <laughs> wheels, down the field? I'll tell you what, it was, it was kind of like he was like, whoa, bro, what are you supposed to be doing down the field? You're not <laughs> supposed to be doing that. Uh, but no, uh, I, yeah, I mean, that to me, um, you know, the the play in this game, from what I was from what I was able to see, how I was watching it, Bosa got you on three plays. He got Tyron Smith on three plays. He got him on back-to-back plays when you were down in the red zone. The pass, the, the drive that ended where – the ball bounced off Zeke. You know, they that was yeah, that was a situation right there where you look at he had back to back plays. It was second and goal and third and goal where he was able to get the best of Tyron Smith. And then the long ball, I heard you guys talking about the long ball that went down the middle of the field to Gallup. When you guys go back and watch it, you're gonna see Tyron Smith get compressed into Dak and it's making it difficult. I'm not defending Dak on the I mean, if you throw the ball maybe a little bit sooner, it's yeah. got, got a shot. But uh yeah, it you know. Another big play too was the uh, if you go back, the the miss where they try to fit the ball with uh, with Fred Warner on the coverage. If the yeah. ball goes earlier, that's got a shot. But when you got uh, that Tampa two look where the Mike Backer runs that deep and his hips are towards a receiver, you're taught to throw to the other side, Hilton. whoever the other side, the Hilton. Yeah, that that could have been. That could have been a bigger play. You know, I, I I think all those are huge. The the pick by Dak right before half, where yeah. it's like that's either a six or a ten point swing. You know, depending on if you get the touchdown or, or not. And I just I thought that was uh, really ill time. But the the Tony Pollard injury, you know, I, it, like how fatally flawed this offense is if you don't have that speed element for Dak to either hand the ball to or throw too short. Zeke's limitations really jumped off the screen as you're like, oh my goodness. He, he might be one of the worst running backs I've ever seen as far as being a yeah. threat to make a big play. You know, it, it was just like he's playing in quicksand compared to the other guys. When Pollard went out, that obviously very significantly changed your offense. I think you get into the 20s and win the game if he's healthy. To your point, I said this earlier, watching with my father, there were two or three runs. I think there are three runs where Zeke got three yards in the second half. 
and we both looked at each other said at least eight if not like 50 yeah if that same hole is there for pollard if pollard gets that ball we're like that's at least five more yards and we don't know maybe pollard's able to then turn on the burners and get another 20 yards but zeke just can't do it he, and he's a he stud in short yardage enough. you know in some of those short yardage plays that he made was like dang i don't know if there's five other running backs in the entire league that could have basically squat thrusted that dude into the uh <laughs> past the first down uh, marker yeah you know so zeke has his value but it's got to be a you know a limited role and it's, it's probably not one that's going to continue with the cowboys for good reason well you know, and, and it really highlighted all the weapons and the lack thereof once Pollard went down because then it was just Lamb, 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 Lamb. You really have nothing else. Schultz is giving you nothing. Gallup's giving you literally nothing. T.Y. Yeah. Hilton's basically giving you nothing. Here's Noah Brown. Okay, now you're in a world of trouble. Uh, and so Lamb was the only option. And for me, the play, it does go back to the play to where you're trying to fit it into Lamb on third and five when, okay, it's third and five, so you're going for the gusto there. So – does that mean like and then you end up punting the ball yeah you take the five yard penalty you thought, and you punt yeah to i, me, I thought it should have gone on the 40 100 yeah, percent. Yeah, or you say yeah. on the front end you know we don't got run two that play. play i got yeah. two plays here that's yeah. that's what i th- i'm glad you brought that up that's what i thought too because as soon as they went for it i was like well but you know they're going for it or else they wouldn't have taken a deep shot yeah. and they're like all right delay a game whatever i'll tell you another aggravating uh, another big play and again we'll get into 240 at crusty's corner uh the they're they did a great job on the kickoff return. If that kid keeps breaks to the, to the yeah, right, break yeah. to the right. Oh gosh! I mean, it's, it's Turpin should have scored. See, like to me, because you know you're gonna you're gonna you know CJ Gwynn's out there blocking. You got a shot, and if you just if you carry the ball wide, there's no way that Robbie Gould or even the defender. I mean, the defender is completely has to turn around to try and even make a tackle if you can get the ball to the outside by going back to the inside. Yeah, you know, it it just killed. You know, you 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 gave them a chance to make the play. And all day long, they, those guys made the play. One of the best tackling teams I've seen. Man, it's just like when you watch them tackle. That is super impressive the and way that, they do it. That's what I think. That kind of thing is what agitates me even more because that's a damn fine football team that you lost to, but you belonged on that field, and I still think you should have won that game. I like for as much as we talk about you know this play, this play, this play. I thought the Cowboys played better and should have won the game. And that's what's so frustrating because I didn't feel that way last year. No. I watched that wild card game. I know they made the run at the very end, but I was like, you're not better than this team. No, ultimately, you know that that's what quarterback play comes down to sure. in these games, right? It it it's all about in the playoffs. It's a play here and a play there. Everybody's so close. The margin of error error is so small. And yesterday, your quarterback made two massive mistakes and a couple other misreads. And it's it's to the point now where the inconsistent play, you can't defend him anymore. And the other gut check that I had yesterday, and I've wanted to believe in Dak. I'm a guy that thinks Dak is a good quarterback, but when he got the football back and that offense got the football back with three minutes to go in my heart, and I wonder how many other Cowboy fans felt, felt this way, did you believe they were going down to score? No. I know. No. I know I did. But I'm not going to lie well, to myself and lie to you, the listeners. No, I didn't. But that's the thing, because I did lie to myself. I admitted to Mike I lied to myself because I was also like, well, what's that based on? And I was like, I don't know. But so I, I went. And it you. was the worst three play sequence maybe we've ever freaking seen other than the next drive that they had. <laughs> it's how the playoffs started and how the playoffs finished for him. 
And there were some good moments in between, but not nearly enough. And and I'm with you, Zach. We talked about this last week. I, I just felt like you were going to be able to keep it close in a low-scoring game against the 49ers, and you would get the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to go win the game, and it would fizzle like it did multiple times in the second half last year and then in the playoffs. And it was a little bit different, but but all too familiar. And I think what it comes down to for the front office, and hopefully they have clarity and sobriety on this, is, hey, we have a pretty good quarterback. This quarterback can't carry a flawed roster. you know. So if we're going to f- go forward with Dak, we have to commit to we're going to actually try to build a full team like the Niners have. The Niners don't say, hey, we have a great defense, can't afford an offensive line, can't afford weapons. They get it all. Yeah. And, and 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 we're like, well, we have Dak, so he can cover up. No, he can't. Okay, build a good offensive line, and then yes, every three years you're probably going to have to eat a bunch of dead cap space and be bad and reset your salary cap and then come back. But you have to commit to the up and down peaks and valleys if you don't have a Hall of Fame quarterback, and that should be so clear to the Joneses right now. My concern about that, because I'm with you, is this year for everyone who complains about Dak's contract, which I get that as well. He counted 19 million against your cap next two years he counts 101 million dollars so you get yeah. ready for so that you got to restructure that and, and that's what's yeah. going to happen you got to restructure the hell out of that thing and keep throwing good players at him okay and if you believe Dak's good enough to carry a roster that's incomplete you're part of the problem because you keep believing that's that's what the joneses are doing they're building a good enough team to make you believe you have to be smarter than that and refuse to believe Okay, refuse to believe if they give you half a roster again. He's not going to be able to do it with a bad defense or a bad offensive line. Build the whole damn thing or don't believe. And then maybe you'll stop watching enough to actually propel the Joneses to change. What do you guys got coming up on the program? I feel like I got a pretty good idea yeah. off of that. Well, you know, that's my thoughts. And I we'll, we'll go around the room right out of the gates and yeah. get everybody's thoughts on, on why they lost and how they fix it moving forward. You know, so right at G-Bag of the Day is coming up 2.30. All right, roll home with what is sure to be an explosive and informative edition of the G-Bag Nation. We have been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105.3 The Fan. Say goodbye, Kevin. It's not just goodnight. Okay, say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Kevin.